Hello everybody and welcome to SpoilerCast. This is the podcast that spoils all the latest and greatest movies that Hollywood has to offer. Before we jump into the latest episode, I want to let you know that we're sponsored today by YouTube Music. You obviously know YouTube for their many videos, let's plays, whatever else you watch on YouTube. I know me, I'm a YouTube fiend. I didn't even know they made music uh, streaming service. But they do. And here's the thing. It's actually really good comparatively to things like Spotify, uh, Google Play Music, and all these other services. It's actually really good. And here's why. The main difference is is compared to Spotify or uh, all these other services, you can actually just switch between watching the video or listening to the music, which is nice. So say a song comes on you go, I actually want to see the video for this. Just flick a switch. You can start watching the video for it, which is really cool. I did that the other day. Thriller came on, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen the Thriller video in a while, so I just flicked it on, and I started watching the Thriller video. It was really cool. Uh, and the selection of music is great. Uh, like a lot of other music streaming services, they allow you to listen to songs, albums, playlists, everything that you could want. And again, unlike these other services, you have full access to the music videos, concert appearances, stuff like that. It's really cool. So if you're really more of a visual person when it comes to music, it's really worth checking out. Now, here's the thing. YouTube music, you could try it out for maybe, I don't know, um, a week or so. But that's not enough time. You need more time. Trust me, you do. And here's the thing. You can try it out for three months for $0.99. Cents. After that, it's nine ninety nine a month which is a really great deal. So head on over to YouTube Music, sign up for your three-month period for 99 cents, and try it out. Something tells me you're going to really enjoy it, just like you're going to enjoy this episode of SpoilerCast. And with that, let's get on with the show. So, scrolls are the bad guys. And you're a Kree, a race of noble warriors. Heroes, noble warrior heroes. Your life began the day it nearly ended. We found you. With no memory, we made you one of us. So you could live longer, Stronger, superior. You were reborn. I keep having these memories. Something in my past is the key to all of this. You know how to fly this thing? We'll see. That's a yes or no question. This is not going to go the way you think. You gotta tell him, Silent Green is people! Don't do that. I'm not kidding. What's in the box? You should have gone for the head. But he's not the child of Razal <laughs> I am. Willing it, you're willing everything! Wow, what an ending! Who'da thought Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father? Ah, oh, thank, thank you! 
you, Mr. Blow the Picture, for me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to SpoilerCast, the podcast that spoils all the latest and greatest movies that Hollywood dumps on our laps or offers us, depending on how good or bad they are. Last time we did a spoiler cast was for uh, Glass, and that was a terrible movie. I feel like the, the movie we're going to talk about, uh, Lucas, is going to be at least slightly better. Captain Marvel. <laughs> well, I guess Glass was a horrible movie. I didn't see it, so I don't know. You know what? You didn't miss much. It was just awful. Um, yes. But yeah, listeners, uh, this is your last chance. Basically, for the entire runtime of this episode, we're going to be spoiling Captain Marvel. So if you haven't seen it, or maybe you aren't going to see it, or you don't care about spoilers, or maybe it's already been spoiled for you. Either way, this is your last chance. Three, two, one. You're still with us. That's cool. Awesome. So yeah, uh, Lucas, you and I saw Captain Marvel this week. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it. I see it a lot of people say, "Man, <laughs> yeah." Because here's the thing: there's some parts that work, and there's some parts that don't work. And we're gonna see, break. We're gonna break it all down, like obviously. Filler, right? So if you watch anime, and like one point you're like, "Man, I would watch the filler." That's mm-hmm. that's what this is like. Yeah, it's just the filler. Literally, yeah. if you wanted to go like just see Endgame. We're not really missing much. Because, like, oh, there's Captain Marvel. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there was a lot of people who were wondering, like, hey, what what is going to tie in from Captain Marvel into Endgame? And it's not really much of anything. The only thing that really tied in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only thing that really tied in was basically, like, here's the a, a new character, basically. You know? And it's like, that's fine. But we're going to touch on the characterization. But I feel like the character work in this was just awful. Like, yeah, I, <sighs> okay. So I can't get her bitch face out of my mind sometimes. It's just like her resting bitch like, face. Yeah. It was just, <sighs> so she I knew she was angry or not angry or like, no, what did I call it? I called it plain bitch. And then badass bitch. It was like one of the two. <laughs> like you kept going. I, I don't know. No, it was, it was something else. I mean, Here's the thing. If you've ever seen the movie Memento, the Christopher Nolan movie, the movie is very much set up like that, where we've come across a character. She's been around for a while, but she's starting to ask questions about her past. And then the movie sort of reveals it all. And I feel like in some movies and some scenarios that can be interesting, but this one, it wasn't really all that interesting. Um, for instance, uh, they have uh, they show you the the supreme intelligence who in this movie isn't the big green floating head that you know in the comics. It's actually more of a something that changes shape to be whatever you're comfortable with seeing. So, for instance, like you know, for some people it might just be like a loved one or something like that. So, uh, for uh, Vers or uh, Captain Marvel, uh, it comes across as Annette Benning, and the and the movie's like. Oh, who could Annette Benning be? And you're like, well, obviously it's going to be like a relative or something like that. Like somebody of importance to Captain Marvel, but they play it up like it's this grand old mystery. And then later in the in the movie, it reveals that, yeah, you know, she did have a tie to um, Captain Marvel. Uh, but I'm like, well, of course she would, because the Supreme Intelligence goes to somebody that she's comfortable with seeing. So I don't know, that whole part was just. But like kind of bullshit. Kind of bollocks. Well, that's yeah. the thing. She's like, I don't know who this is. Yeah, 
And I'm like, I can tell you who that is. Yeah. Even, okay, I'm thinking, even if you don't know, you would even be like, well, that is must be of someone of importance because the Supreme Intelligence would only show up as somebody of importance to me. So it's like, I don't know. that. Just even in the beginning of the movie when it was like, here's the Supreme Intelligence. I'm like, okay, so obviously this is a character we're going to circle back around to. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't like the whole, like, I, I, like the, even at the, like, we're doing the mind game fight, it's like, I'm doing the mind game fight. Well, what happens if I was not using 100% of my power? <laughs> I'm like, what? The Super Saiyan? Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna go see this yeah. isn't my final form. <laughs> oh, that was just awful, where it's like, the whole time I've had one hand behind my back, but my back. now I don't. And I'm just like... Now I got two <laughs> hands. Oh, it's just awful. Um, what did you think of Jude Law? Who plays Yon Rog in the movie? Um, uh, I, I want to say he's almost like the strong point of this, but he really wasn't. <laughs> no, my problem like, with was, well, like my problem with him is he's he comes across very much right from the outset, like. No, he's a bad guy. Like, he's obviously, well, like, a shifty motherfucker. He's got, like, yellow eyes. He's constantly, like, looking down at the ground and, like, <sighs> like, it's like fucking Scar from Lion King, where, like, you introduce the character right away and it's like, oh, you're an evil motherfucker. I don't even need to know anything else more about you. You're just not up to any good. And that was my problem with that character is they, see, like, yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, like the thing is, it's like, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of a word for this. I just can't figure it out. It's well, it's too much of a tip of the hat. I, I think where it's like, it's a little too much of a strong hint, and you're just like, oh, like you could have been more subtle. Like, for instance, um, you saw Guardians of the Galaxy two, right? Yeah, yeah. Like how they did it with um, Ego, and that was great because Ego for most of that movie is a pretty well-meaning guy. He comes across like, you know, he's actually, you know, of good intentions. He's wanting to get back with Peter and all this other stuff. And then the movie shifts and you find out he's a bad guy. Obviously spoilers. Well, spoilers for guardians of the galaxy too, but yeah, sorry, for, sorry if uh, we inadvertently spoiled that, but like, that was a great way of being like, okay, this is not an obvious villain, but you sort of tip your hat eventually. This movie just tips the hat immediately where you're just like, oh, no, you're you're going to be the villain of this. I can tell. So, Yeah, I I yeah. don't know. I like, why can't we see super intelligence with somebody else? Like, look like a different kind of like, because all right, because all the rest of the characters are flat and don't matter. Yep. I also thought it was That's kind of. That's what I'm thinking of. He's so flat. Yeah. He's just so like even when he becomes the villain, like you're saying, he's just like, yeah, he was the villain. Yeah. You just knew. Also, too, they missed out on an opportunity because they show the Supreme Intelligence as a net bending, and then I was thinking there was gonna be a point where you see like the Supreme Intelligence in its true form, which is like sort of like the green floating head in the jar. We never got that. I was, like as like a comic fan, I was just disappointed. I'm like, oh, like I was thinking maybe when they were glitching out and she's fighting back, like you're just gonna see a little glimpse of it and be like, "Oh shit!" Instead, they're just like, and that Benny's just like, "Oh no, I guess I'm defeated." And I'm like, I think they actually did at one point, if you remember right. There was a flash from Brandon Green. Oh really? 
I can't I, remember. So mind you, I was like probably looking in the direction at that point, rolling my eyes at the last tried acting thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, also, this movie, if uh, you're a feminist, you're going to love this movie because it just loves to be like beating you over the head with themes of uh, repression and uh, whatnot in a way that I wouldn't say is overly tasteful or meaningful. Um, no, it's not like um, like Black Panther, if you're thinking like that way. It, they, didn't, no. they, they didn't fully go on to it. They didn't fully commit. Are no. they fully committed, maybe? Mm-hmm. Maybe? Like, they didn't fully commit to it. And I think they were a little scared, too, because... Uh, this Brie lady fucked it up, too. She's like, ah, I hate men. They're like, yeah, well, you know, the majority of your audience in Marvel is men. You know that, right? Girls are like, no, I really won't watch that. No, most men are. Yeah. I, it's like, I don't know, like, even in the beginning when um, Jan Rog is fighting with um, Captain Marvel and he's like, oh, you got to be careful of your emotions. The emotions will get the better of you. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh! Like it's just so on the nose. Where it's like, like you, if he, like honestly, you could have put him in a wife beater, and it would have like just fit right in. It's like, don't be emotional, oh. woman. You know, it's just like, it's just terrible. Um, and they, they made fun of her a couple times about being a woman. Like you being a woman, you can't. You crash that car because you're a woman. A woman, oh guys. Yeah. <laughs> It was so on the nose, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe for like, I think it might work for kids, like for kids to kind of understand the concept of sexism and whatnot. Which I think, in that sense, it's work. It works maybe well enough. But as an adult, if you're going in expecting some nuanced portrayal of feminism or you know how sexism is actually, you know, in our day to day life, don't expect that. Uh, I read online someone said it's like as if a middle-aged white male is trying to dis- uh, explain to you what sexism is, and I'm like, you know what? That's that's pretty much spot on. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, we also didn't talk about the Stan Lee tribute at the beginning of the movie. But oh, that Stan, awesome. that's right. We forgot about that. The Stan, we should have talked, opened with that, actually. Yeah. The Stan Lee tribute. We got it. There was people clapping. There was people raising their hands for that. Yeah. That was pretty good. That was tasteful. And it was kind of like a cool little thing, because uh, for those who don't know or maybe missed it, basically, um, the Marvel Studios logo comes up, and normally you see, like, flashes of Captain America, Hulk, and all those other characters, but... It was just all of Stan Lee's cameos all kind of like going through. And then at the end, it was like, thanks, Stan. So that was good. That was that was t- tasteful. Oh, so. I, that's, yeah, that was great. Like, mm-hmm. um, what did you think of the scrolls in this movie? Because I feel like there were some changes made to them in this movie from the comics. I was just thinking about that, too. So the scrolls, um, you know that villain from player one who was like the main bad guy yeah he plays one of the scrolls yes i thought he actually he was like the star of the show oh he was my favorite character yeah he was yeah and like it's he was and i think it's because his character evolved Mm -hmm. well like even all the scrolls yeah yeah well well, and even once they reveal i've done a lot of murder 
yeah, we all, we all have our moments. Because um, I thought it was interesting how the whole idea of the the character is that like they're basically the scrolls are refugees basically and they're trying to find a home but the 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 Cree keep kind of like trying to go after the scrolls and you know push them away or get them to get under the rule so um, I thought it was interesting uh, and I think it works for Captain Marvel's character because like even she was kind of like prejudiced she's like no you're a scroll you're evil and she's like and then he's like. No, you're you're a fucking idiot. Like, like I'm trying to help you here. I, I left that because it was like she was actually being like totally irrational and stupid, and he was just like, no, like I'm actually here to like help you accomplish your goal too. Like, let's do this. Well, that's exactly like he actually went about. That's the thing. His character changed from he was the main villain to like actually like you're you're cheering for him at that point. Yeah, you don't see a lot of movies do that, and that was the best point of that. Like, and like that's what you think because usually when we're thinking of the scrolls, we always think of them as bad characters. But right mm-hmm. now, but I guess they didn't really say they were bad or evil. They just said that they're at war and they're just tired of it because they're losing. And well, that's I think it's it, right. It's like you see, like at the beginning of the movie, you're seeing things from the Kree perspective, right? So obviously they're painting the scrolls as the villain, but as Time goes on, you start to start to understand what the scrolls' intentions are and where they're coming from and whatnot. And um, yeah, I thought that was probably like one of the better parts of the movie was just like, hey, the, these scrolls just don't have a home and they're just trying to find a home. But the Kree are basically making it difficult for them. And I was like, you know what? That's that's actually really sort of a good twist on the scrolls. Yeah, like what started the war? Like, is it an age-old war? Is it an ancient war? Is it started by? you know, um, famine, or they're running out of... Well, I don't really think famine would be an issue, or, like, money, or what it is. Because even in um, Guardians of the Galaxy, where the scrolls seemed evil, weren't they? Well, the, the scrolls weren't in it. The Kree were, and the Kree were... It was, like, more like the Kree were fine, but Ronan was, like, a radical. Like, he was sort of, like, a terrorist more than... Oh, the- right, they made a peace treaty. That's what it was, right. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then what's his face was like, ah, screw that crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I I liked how they handled the scrolls, and it's it it's sort of like it gives them more nuance than just being like generic cannon fodder in the movie. You know, like they actually went from just being like the guys that the villain was chasing down to being like, oh shit, like I actually care about you, and I actually want to see you succeed in accomplishing your goals. So. No, it was well, exactly. Um, also, the soundtrack was pretty fucking awesome too. I mean, oh, you mean like the the music and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. it was pretty good. I think even you were uh, like, "Go, go, chasing waterfalls!" <laughs> like, well, and like even like the uh, probably the my favorite for me was the uh, No Doubt song that plays during like the uh, fight near the end of the movie. I oh that. yeah, and even like. <laughs> Captain Marvel in her fight scenes, she's just like a total fucking klutz. Like she's just banging on the walls, like just shooting things all over the place. Like she has no idea what she's doing, which I thought was kind of fun. Cause... Well, yeah, that's at least there is that because the majority of the time, well, take Star Wars for example. That's what they did for the first Star Wars, and then the mm-hmm. second Star Wars, like I'm a Jedi Master now. Like why? Yeah. And like, there's no explanation for it. Not in any of this. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, and. Yeah, so the music was 
pretty pretty awesome. I uh, I really enjoyed what they did with that. Um, uh, it's interesting because uh, there was uh, the Maria Rambeau character. And they did a lot to give her a lot to do. Although I thought it was funny because you were like, she's going to die. Yeah, she's going to die. <laughs> and I'm like, no, she, she's got she, a daughter. They can't kill her. She's got a daughter. But Nope. I'm surprised she didn't die. Actually, I'm like, what? Why did she die? That's like, but what bothered me about that is like, they were like, we gotta give the mom something to do, and I'm like, did you really? Could she not have just stayed on, stayed on her farm or whatever? Like, it seemed a little, it seemed a little on. Like, it's like, it's kind of screenwriting where it's like, we have this character. What should we have her do? We can't just have her sitting around doing nothing. It's like, well, yeah, you can. Like, she didn't need to do anything, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the worst thing. I thought for me, like one of the more annoying parts was, oh, what color should I change my thing to? Ah, oh, yes, I like your shirt. I'm gonna match your shirt. I was oh, like, dude, oh. you were so ready to pounce on that too. Like, man, I'm gonna pounce on this. Yeah, I'm gonna pounce on this hard. I was like, you know what? I just want something like. You know, maybe, you know, she's just like, I like, even if it was like, I just like this color scheme. But instead it was like, no, she basically was just like, no, I'm going to match your shirt. And I'm like, really? So. Oh, and, and we want to talk about the air, the, the jet. The jet. Oh, the Quinjet? No, no, no. Let's, let's talk about, about naming stuff. We're talking about naming stuff and cheating stuff. Oh. That jet, it says Avenger on it. Oh, they're oh yeah, <laughs> that was. I was just laughing out loud at that point. Where, yeah, because it's uh, near the end of the movie. The whole thing is like Nick Fury's like, oh yes, I gotta find a way to, uh, you know, have more superpowered people so we don't get surprised next time. And then he's like, oh yes, I. He called it like something like the Protector Initiative, and then he saw yeah, something her, like that. Yeah. Her, her thing, and then he's like, and then on the side of her plane, it says Avengers, and then he literally deletes it, and he's like, Avengers Initiative, and he's like, done, got done, that. Done. I'm, I'm a genius. <laughs> oh, and how Nick Fury lost his eye. I like that. I thought that was funny, because it was like, okay, you think it's going to be like a badass moment, like he's going to get shot in the eye or something? Oh, no. no, it's like, he just got his eye scratched by a cat. And that's it. Well, not really a cat, a flurkin, but cat-like. Goddamn flurkin. That was goddamn fun flying flurkin. Uh, Goose was fucking great. Like, and if you don't know what a flurkin is, like the movie does a great job of being like, oh, cat, 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 and then like I think it's like one of the one of the Cree or squirrels is like, no, that's a fucking flurkin. Like we gotta watch her, watch her asses. And yeah, then, they will kill us. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was great. Um, just in terms of like being, being kind of like, oh, okay. You think it's this cute, adorable cat. And then like, you see the tendrils come out of its mouth and it just like devours a group of enemies. And yeah, no, I thought that was great. I don't remember. So it's the, I can't remember the Tesseract was on earth, right? In Avengers one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's been a while since I've watched Avengers. What? That's when Loki shows up and he's like, hey guys, like I'm going to kick your ass. And it's like, oh, hi Loki. And like the Tesseract right there. I think if I'm not mistaken, right? somebody was telling me that 
the there was like a thing online where some people were speculating that like the facility that you see the Tesseract in in Avengers One was the same one that was in Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, okay. So like, yeah, I can think. but I don't. I don't think there's a concrete answer on that. But I don't know. Either way, I thought it was. I thought it was. How they did the Tesseract, where, uh, they're like, where's the Tesseract? Oh, we don't know, and it's in the belly of uh, Goose, so. <laughs> well, I guess, like, how does Goose get it out? Like, what what happens there? Like, you just, like, go into the litter box one day, and they just see, like, a, a Tesseract in the litter box, they wipe the shit off it, like, that's, that's probably it, but. Well, well, yeah, probably. Yeah. But, we'll see. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they won't reveal that yet. Yeah. And then we see our first. We at least we saw our first what four minutes of Endgame. Yeah, yeah, um, well, yeah. That and that happened. was. I feel like it's a case where like that's just a scene that's going to appear like thirty minutes into the movie or something like that. But um, yeah, no, it was. Uh, it's basically a, a scene where you you find out that. Uh, the Avengers have Fury's pager and they're like, why is it turned off? And then they're like, oh, can we just turn it back on again? I'm like, that's not really how a pager works. Like, once they get the page, like, somebody's got the message, they're coming, like, chill. But, yeah, and then the pager uh, turns off and then you find out that Captain Marvel's there, so. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like, like, even I was being like, well, why did it turn off? Let's send the signal again. Well, maybe she got here? Yeah, maybe we could look behind and see if she's here. Maybe the pager was received. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how this works, but I'm just telling you guys. I, so. yeah, I, I also thought it was very anticlimactic too. Where it's like, I think a lot of people were like, "Oh, where? How's Captain Marvel gonna get back into uh, Earth and all this?" And it's like literally like the pager just turns off and she's behind them. And I'm like, really? That's like kind of. Not that exciting, but I. You know what? Endgame's gonna be a busy movie. They can't be, you know, wasting their time explaining this shit. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm trying to think of like what else. Uh oh, Marvel. The because uh, classic uh comic book Marvel is uh, first off a man and uh, kind of different well way different story than what they did in the movie but in the movie it's actually Annette Benning who uh is an undercover Cree scientist who you find out is Marvel. So I thought that was a cool little nod to that character um without you know overcomplicating it with adding too many characters it was basically like yeah no Annette Benning was the original Marvel just gender swap. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. Um I'm kind of curious what's going to happen with Goose. Like, are we going to get Goose in Endgame? Because that would be pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> just the cat shows up. Yeah, like, I kind of want the cat to show up. Like, I just want, like, you know, in Endgame, Captain Marvel shows up and she's like, by the way, where's Goose? And they'll be like, "Where the what the fuck is Goose? And she'll be like, looking for Goose. Because, I mean, I would have to think, you would want Goose on your side in a battle against Thanos. Just Just putting that out there. Yeah, um, you would actually. Actually, Thanos just snap his finger and you go to dust. But, you know. Yeah, like he'll just. I don't think he can snap his fingers anymore. He kind of ruined the gauntlet. I wonder what they're gonna do with that. That's gonna be interesting. 
Yeah, my guess is that there will be like some capacity to the infinity gauntlet, but it won't be full. Like it'll be like damage at maybe like half capacity, so it will still be able to do stuff, but maybe not like wipe out the entire universe or something. Yeah. Um, Dude, I was reading um, talk, off topic. I was reading or watching a, a YouTube video on actually Thanos' origin story. Yeah, it's actually pretty badass in the comic books. Like really badass in the comic books. Like fuck. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's uh, it's something that they kind of obviously change in this. Oh movie, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, and like I don't know what they're gonna do with the scrolls in the future. I guess I was kind of like wondering that because the scrolls, they, there's like the whole secret invasion storyline where like the scrolls disguise themselves as Avengers. Um, but it seems like at the end of the movie, like the scrolls and humans leave on a decent note. Like they're like, hey, you know what? We're cool. So. I don't know if, like, maybe you show, like, a, you know, more villainous, like, group of the Kree or something. But I'm just kind of curious, like, what do you do with the, uh, uh, sorry, the scrolls after this? Like, because I kind of feel like you don't just introduce the scrolls and leave it be. Like, you, you kind well, of... Well, there's a secret war, right? So they'll come up eventually. So yeah. we'll see what happens with that. I just really hope that, like, they do something instead of just being, like, oh, Talos is actually a villain this time like because i don't know like like you were you and i agree like he was just such a great character i don't want him to just turn around and you know avengers 5 and be the villain or something like that so you never know yeah so we'll see let's all make good villains too right so Mm -hmm. look at freaking ultron right so yeah um yeah, that's it. I, I think we covered some good ground here. Fury's story no, yeah. was great. Yeah. Um, what are you going to give this a score of? Well, that's a good point. What do I give this a score out of? Um, uh, like six and a half. Out of ten, I'm yeah. guessing? Yeah, six and a half out of ten. Yeah, I'd give it that. It wasn't like it was. It was pretty. It was pretty average. Like, for, especially for the Marvel films, it wasn't like the worst Marvel film. Um, I almost want to say this film was worse than Ant Man and Wasp, but I don't really like too much like Ant Man and Wasp. But like, if you were how many movies are for Marvel now? Like sixteen movies. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say the lower five. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think my problem with the movie is that like. Marvel, at this point, like, they've kind of gotten far on their movies having individual identities. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy feels totally different from Winter Soldier. Yeah. Even uh, Ant-Man feels different from uh, Thor The Dark World. So, to have a movie that just didn't feel like it really had an identity, I think, was this movie's biggest problem. Like, it just felt like a movie. It didn't feel like... In terms of the MCU, Captain Marvel has her own style and her own thing. Like, I know people are going to point to the fact that, like, oh, it's set in the 90s. But, like, you can't really carry that on for Avengers. Like, you can't have her listening to Nine Inch Nails forever. You know, like, there's got to be, like, something, like, that I... When I look at a Captain Marvel movie, I'm like, cool, this is a blah, blah, blah. And I can't tell you that. Whereas with Guardians of the Galaxy, I can tell you, like, oh, it's a space-based uh action film or uh winter soldier you can say oh it's an espionage thriller 
uh, Black Panther was kind of like also like a sort of an espionage thriller as well. So, like, I can tell you what those movies feel like and what their general tone is. Captain Marvel was just generic. Like, it was just a superhero movie, and that was it. So, but I did feel like by the end of the movie, I really... The character got to be a lot more interesting near the end of the movie. Like, especially when, you know, like, she's starting to fight people and she's a little bit more confident in who she is. I started to be like, okay, I actually really like, I'm starting to like your character now, but now it's the third, it's 30 minutes left in the movie and I'm starting to like your character. That's a problem. I should like your character all throughout the movie pretty much, or maybe most of the movie, not just at the last 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah, you have a point. I really enjoyed the character until. And like she has quirks and quir- like you know and like they're like oh I hated your funny side I'm like what funny side yeah like, well and that's the thing like, like it's what's his face in um um Samuel L Jackson had chemistry with her at least yes. or maybe it was just Samuel L Jackson had chemistry well, I don't know she actually I read into this because uh, they did uh, the movie Kong Skull Island together and. When they were after they were done doing that movie, they cast Brie Larson, and she said, "Hey, Sam Jackson's in your universe as well. I want him there. Like he'll be comforting for me." So they kind of had a bit of camaraderie from that movie that she was comfortable, I guess, having him on, and it works too because oh. you said in the '90s he can still be there basically, and so that worked yeah. out well. Um, oh. yeah, I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. Like it's it's okay. I would tell people, like, to go see this movie for, like, the last 30 minutes, but, I mean, you can't really do that. It's not really worth it, but... Really, just just kind of look up a... Like, go... Really, just go and, like, watch... I guess I can't really say that, because mm. we are already done. And but, like, if you want to watch it, go ahead, but, like, you're going to step into... If you don't watch it, you're going to step into Endgame, and you're not going to miss much. No, no, you're not. Um... You know, I I think there's if you're a Marvel diehard, you're gonna find something at least to keep you going throughout. Uh, but even for a lot of other Marvel fans, like even people who are not like Marvel quote unquote fanboys, like the people who just go see every movie, like I feel like this one's kind of one where maybe you can wait for it to come out on Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever streaming service it lands on and watch it, or you know something like that. But yeah, it it's not an instant hit, but I do feel like I want to see more of the character. I do want to see more of Captain Marvel. I want to see her in Endgame. I want to see her in a sequel. Like, I think I was telling you this, but I feel like in a lot of origin stories, the sequels always end up being more interesting. I feel like this would be the case here. Yeah, maybe it is. I hope that's what it's going to be like. Yeah. So let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, you know what? I think uh, that's it for the spoiler cast of Captain Marvel. I think our next one will have to be Endgame because Endgame's coming out next month. So, yeah, there you go. But yeah, that's that's on the hype train, buddy. I'm pretty hyped about that one. So, yeah, and you know what? Like, if anything, you know, we saw that trailer for Endgame, and I was like, this is gonna be pretty awesome. This is gonna be it's fun. Gonna be pretty awesome. It was like a reminder, and you know. Uh, still but you know i'm thinking i might try to do another spoiler cast but i'm not too sure because let's see listeners because maybe you can chime in listeners i'm just thinking of what movies would be worth doing a spoiler cast on like i'm sorry but 
little or breakthrough, probably are not worthy of spoiler cast. Pet Cemetery. No, spoiler cast is more for like the bigger movie than Exactly. So. Endgame. Oh, Endgame. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do that one. Uh, I might do one for Pet Cemetery, but I'm not hundred percent on that. But so rely on this. Definitely, Endgame will do a spoiler cast. Pet Cemetery is like a maybe. If you think you want to see a Pet Cemetery uh, spoiler cast, you can always email in at mailbag at threeingreners.com or reach out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Three Ingreners. Let us know if you'd like to see a Pet Cemetery movie comment or not movie commentary. Um, spoiler cast. And uh, with that said, we'll uh, see you all next time. Bye for now. All right. Bye bye.